0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This is another interesting week in Washington as the impeachment inquiry hearings uh, continue uh, over the uh, next couple of days. Uh, Over the weekend, U.S. President Trump lashed out at yet another witness who's set to appear, Jennifer Williams, who was an aide to Vice President Mike Pence. uh, She's set to testify later on this week, but not the only big name that uh, is going to be in front of this committee. Joining us to talk about what could be happening here is Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at uh, Carleton University in Ottawa. Elliot, good morning. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm fine, Bill. Good. Uh, as always, watch the the Sunday morning political shows. Uh, it's amazing to, time after time to see the Republicans trotting up there one after another with the same talking points, uh, trying to justify uh, what Trump has been doing, especially with some of the tweets last week. But it's uh, becoming less and less credible, isn't it?
1: Not to his base. No, that's true. Not to the Republicans who care, not to the people who are watching or not watching because they've already made up their mind. So uh, this is um, the Democrats very carefully, brick by brick, as they're saying, laying out the case for bringing forth. Remember, this is an inquiry. Will they go on to uh, having articles of impeachment? So, yes, that's what this is about. They are building up to formal articles of impeachment which will then, of course, uh, if it gets uh, passed by the House, goes on to the Senate for a trial.
0: And, and that's a process they say they'd like to see wrapped up in the next couple of weeks. Is, is that timetable realistic?
1: Nancy Pelosi, uh, if you've been watching those shows, has gone on and said, well, we don't have a deadline, we don't have a timeline. She does not know, she says. Uh, the pressure is on them. To in fact get this on through and and get it on up to the house or for, through the house on up to the Senate, and have the Senate then uh, do whatever it's going to do, which we know is likely to reject the whole thing, and then they can all get back to the campaign trail uh, and use each side use the uh, this this uh, impeachment process to their own advantage to mobilize their base.
0: What about public support for this, though, Elliot? I mean, as you say, them that's made up their minds, i not going to switch that. I don't think they're going to hear anything that could do that. But it's, I think the stated principle here with the Democrats uh, is, is basically to those that may be sitting on the fence and not quite sure. In other words, if they can increase public support uh, with the population, not so much with the population of the Senate, uh, then maybe, maybe a few of those people can sway their votes.
1: Yes, going into this, the whole idea was, look, uh, the American public hasn't really focused on this, We are now going to show them, and once we show them in a medium, you know, TV and cable, uh, you can watch this, then sufficient numbers of the public will finally focus in, they'll become convinced, they will begin to uh, solidify their opinions in favor uh, of the clear evidence as the Democrats see it. That would have to include, however, the Republican base. And that's a gamble that the Republican base would change enough, or enough of them would change their mind, that that would then free up the Republicans in the Senate to say, yes, uh, we, we do see that we can't get out of agreeing that a constitutional breach has taken place. However, um, there's a poll out that shows, in political shows, that 81 percent of the population says there's nothing they will hear that will change their mind. And only eight, uh, they're likely or probable, and only 10 percent who said we might be open to it. So this then becomes a different ballgame. Now it's a game of, well, which side can convince independents? The Democrats now want to switch enough of the independents and some soft Republican votes uh, or solidify those votes that are coming their way. Uh, So they'll use this actually as an electoral uh, process, uh, very narrowly defined. That seems to be the name of the game today.
0: How effective, with that in mind then, Elliot, how effective was the testimony last week towards that goal? (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's very effective if you're a Democrat or people who are just watching uh, very clearly everything that has been alleged, because remember, all this was done, uh, you and I have talked about this, the president himself said, uh, in his, in, what he first, we all got into this, remember, because a whistleblower uh, said, hey, I've heard some very disturbing things, and then the president himself releasing uh, to, uh, to the public a... a what he calls, I don't know, a summary of a transcript or something, not a transcript, of a telephone call where he does tell the president of Ukraine, I need a favor, though. <laughs> so We have um, the president himself already laying out the grounds for a probable article of impeachment there. Whether this will change anybody's mind going forward, however, is very doubtful.
0: Uh, I'm not a lawyer, uh, but as I was watching the testimony on Friday uh, with the live tweets that were going on, uh, and Adam Schiff, of course, the chairman of the committee, stopped the proceedings right in the middle of it to start reading some of the tweets, uh, suggesting rather strongly that, uh, that Donald Trump was actually tampering with the witness in situations like that, which in itself is a, an impeachable offense, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, that's what the consensus is, that now, because there's other instances of attempts to intimidate witnesses, I mean, very blatant ones, including the, uh, <laughs> including the whistleblower. I mean, they're really, uh, Republicans are really out to out him. Don Jr. says he's got the name and he's sent it out to his to his followers of four million on Twitter. The um, the uh, things I'm watching for uh, is this: as we watch these um, hearings going forward, the two things I'm watching for is this: will there be anything come out that would change minds? And there's a chance that there will be something come out that even though people say they aren't changing their minds, that they might. That is, say, John Bolton comes out and says uh, some things. That is, he's somebody credible on the Republican base. If There's a chance of that. But at the moment, I've not seen anything that's going to change any minds one way or the other. The second thing I'm looking for, Bill, is this. So far, the Democrats have basically yielded to the Republican demands that you can't just have a wide witch hunt and You're just throwing things to see if it sticks none of this is serious so the Democrats have agreed to the Republicans to say no we have one clear focus and that's on this particular phone call of Rudy Giuliani but there's a chance that as this goes on other avenues of inquiry could open up remember there's six house committees that have been investigating the president all along so and there's 15 court cases and who knows what else so there's a chance that what we're starting with may not be where we end up, and that could be at a different place and a different uh, prospect for whether the impeachment can lead to a conviction. At the moment, I don't see anything that's going to change mind or, so far, no sign of a new path.
0: Uh, which surprises me. I'm I'm surprised that there's been very little discussion about where this whole thing started. I mean, you know, connect the dots here, people on the committee. This this real a uh, uh, thing with the the Ukraine situation and and their supposed or alleged involvement in the last U.S. election is really a, a that that was putin's idea i mean that's he's the one that told trump that, no it wasn't us it was them and of course he just bit that and, and figured that's where it's going to be right now and so th- you can't separate the russian investigation from this because I, I still think that they're if they're not you know joined at the hip they're at least cousins
1: well the democrats are now trying to make clear uh what some of the people remember the professionals we're hearing from now the The State Department people, the people who have been involved professionally in their careers are doing testifying now uh, until Sunderland, who's tomorrow tomorrow night. But uh, what they've been saying in one way or another is that all of this benefits Putin. So that, uh, let's see, I've got uh, Yanukovych's, uh, Yanukovych's, was uh, testifying, the ambassador who got fired. Mm-hmm. How is it that foreign corrupt interests can manipulate our government? Which country's interests are served when the very corrupt behavior we've been criticizing is allowed to prevail? Such conduct undermines the U.S., exposes our friends, and widens the playing field for autocrats like President Putin. Now, she was a highly effective witness, and that's the one that was uh, tweeted against as she was testifying. So she's. Uh, she's articulating what the democrats are now trying to highlight uh, repeatedly and and, and correctly i believe that the only winner in all this is putin that putin has really been manipulating trump to manipulate the system and all this goes back to the fact that donald trump uh... has in his own mind and a lot of other minds had the legitimacy of his election questioned all along because he only he only got there according to a lot of people And, and apparently in in Trump's own mind, and he's worried about it. He's only there because Putin cheated on his behalf. And and one of the concerns that is not being raised a lot, but is in the background of all this is, is anybody watching to see what Russia will do in the upcoming election?
0: Trump has always used a strategy, even from back to the time when he was just campaigning for the, the job in the first place, of, of simple phrases and catchphrases to try to, to apply uh, and, I guess, gain a favor with his base. So it was, it was crooked Hillary, of course, in the presidential right. campaign. And now it's never Trumpers. Uh, right. Anybody who testifies against him or in any way uh, starts to slag his administration, they're a never-Trumper. They didn't want me to be president in any way, so this is all just scandalous. And it, seems, it seems to be resonating,
1: Elliot. It is, and, and right now it's being turned on. And a senior aide to Vice President Pence, his his senior aide said uh, she's on his team, saying this was uh, seemed to me highly inappropriate and uh, and wrong, basically. And now she's being labeled a Never Trumper. And remember, Pence's name starts to flit in and out of this. Uh, he may have been involved in the Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Escapades uh, to undermine the American professionals in the field and to push the, the line that this is really all uh, two things that Ukraine really is the source, not Russia, is the source of election interference. And that's coming more into this term cloud strike, you may have heard. Remember, that what the President of the United States wanted out of Ukraine was two things. First is what we're, everybody's talking about. You've got to publicly announce. You are going to be investigating my political opponent, and that's when, that's what the basis of the impeachment's about. The second thing he was under, he was after, was to, uh, and, and you alluded to this earlier, Bill, that Putin put in his mind that, that the Russians did ha- had nothing to do, didn't hack the DNC. It was actually somebody in the Ukraine, and this firm CloudStrike is there, so he was pushing that also, on. Uh, on Ukrainian uh, president to to investigate.
0: What are we going to hear from Gordon Sondland, who's going to testify again in front of this committee this week, Elliot? Uh, t- first time, of course, in, in, in his testimony in the Q&A, said that uh, he had little to no contact with Donald Trump at all, even though he gave about a million dollars, I guess, for the inauguration stuff. Then, of course, the story of the phone call came out uh, in that restaurant that he took on a, on a, an insecure yes. unsecure phone. Uh, and, of course, Sutherland, whoa, oh, oh, that call! Yeah, yeah, that one's... Uh, uh, we don't know what he's going to say, or are we going to recant or if he's got more information, uh, wh- where's this going to go?
1: Well, also, we now have, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal reporting today, they have a whole lot of uh, texting back and forth. They've got documentary evidence to go with that, the uh, reported phone call in the restaurant. Which is important because
0: <laughs> it links the, him directly yes. to the president. There. Yes,
1: uh, so we have the interesting case here where Roger Stone has just now been convicted and is going to jail. Uh, this probably weighs on the mind of anybody about to testify before Congress that lying to congress can end you in very serious uh, legal jeopardy we'll have to see how he handles that he's already amended his statement once as you pointed out and then uh he is in position to say no i i i'm not second hand this isn't hearsay i'm the direct because that's been the republican line Oh, you know, this is all hearsay nobody involved was is, is is testifying now he's now we have somebody who's actively involved the key actor actually and he's Along with Giuliani, and um, he's he's going to be in a very difficult situation. The Republicans on the committee will defend him to the degree possible, but the Democrats are going to go after him to clarify that yes, indeed, this was a direct order from the president. He was acting on behalf of the president, even though he had no official role in Ukraine, and that what he was after was exactly what everybody's saying: that this was to get Ukraine to open up an investigation on the primary political opponent at that point, Biden, who still is, by the way, leading in the polls. Uh, and that's that's the constitutional issue. So he's a key witness.
0: But it, again, you, you talk about the intransigence of, of the people that are watching this right now. Uh, as you say, he's already tweeted over the weekend, uh, Jennifer Williams who's going to be uh, who was working in Pence's office, apparently is a never Trumper. Uh, So uh, at least the the worst thing we can point here, they're terribly guilty of of bad hiring, Then, if they're hiring all these people that were supposedly Trump loyalists who all of a sudden apparently turned uh, their backs on them, or allegedly have anyway.
1: Yeah, What I would like to start seeing right now uh, is Mike Pompeo's name brought to the fore, because Mike Mike Pompeo was head of the CIA, and now he's Secretary of State. These are his people. Um, Remember, he's a West Point grad. Uh, he number one. He graduated first in his class, and now we have and and the issue of the Kurds. We have instances where Mike Pompeo can be accused by others of basically leaving people behind, not looking after your team, betraying your team, throwing your team under the bus in order to protect yourself. And Mike Pompeo has presidential ambitions as well as senatorial ambitions. So I'm curious what's going to come out of this as we go forward uh what Pompeo's role is going to be uh, apparently we just saw a news flash on this that the president of the United States now is unhappy with Pompeo for the first time because he wants Pompeo to get his people in line that is the people that we've been watching testifying saying there's something wrong here he wants uh, he thought Pompeo should get them uh to uh, fall into line behind the president's position
0: well it's going to be a A busy, busy week and a very eventful week, I guess, in Washington. We'll certainly uh, stay in touch as this evolves. Elliot, thanks, as always, for the time today. Oh, you're very welcome, Bill. Take care. Elliot Tepper, of course, from Carleton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900-CHML.